Now back to the Sunday Show with Lemoya Burks and Mark White. Brought to you by State Farm Agent Derek McGarry on 104.7 KTOI. Welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, we're certainly glad to have you. I'm sure that most of you are either up and ready and having that cup of joe, um, getting your day started, and or you're getting ready to um, go to your place of worship. But it's always a pleasure to have you um, with us each and every Sunday morning, and, and we appreciate that. Now in studio with us now is Mr. Sean Vaughn. Uh, Mr. Vaughn is uh, a member of the Texarkana, Arkansas, Texas. Texas, excuse me. Actually Texas. retired from the Arkansas side. Oh, okay. But All now right. with the Texas. Now with Texas. Yeah. Okay. So he is a member of the Texarkana, Texas Police Department. Um, you may have seen him. He's been on television. We've seen him a few He's times. He's quite famous. Oh, yeah. Yeah, hardly. And so we're certainly glad to have him in studio today. So how are you doing today, uh, Mr. Vaughn? I'm doing good. Still trying to recover from the daylight savings time. Okay. Yes. 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 So what? Well, Wait, so is it that the sun rises early? I sometimes do. Right now, it's, yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it rises early, it but rises the best early. part is that it goes down a little later, so you get that extra time in the right. evening and in everything. The evening time. Yeah, correct. So, um, you know, we just wrapped up the first segment with health, the state of health. We, mm-hmm. you know, we're unmasking the fear of what's going on in the trends of things so with the Texarkana Police Department we want to continue to support the efforts in relationship building you know it's it, we don't want fear when we, we're passing a car or you know now Sean Vaughn Mark I don't know if you know you were with a, a scale of kids recently right was there like some mentorship in the schools yeah we've we've actually started a program at Texas Middle School mm-hmm. uh, it's part of the ACE program mm-hmm. uh, after school program there for kids um, and and we go in once a week and um, we do basically we start a criminal justice club mm-hmm. where we go in and, and we bring in uh, it, it varies depending upon how their schedule goes but the, the sessions usually are about seven or eight weeks mm-hmm. okay. uh, and we bring in different aspects uh, that we bring um, you know of course obviously patrol um, uh, officer Kerry Parker you guys may know yeah. him um, he he works with me on that, and and we uh, go in and and he talks about what patrol does. We have an um, Alan Bailey comes in and he talks. Actually, he's there a couple of weeks. He talks about SWAT and what. Mm-hmm do we have a, an FBI agent come in and talk to them really? about what they do mm-hmm. um, you know crime scene they come out that's actually kind of a fun week there because they get to do fingerprinting right and, yeah. and stuff like that so yeah. they they really enjoy that and the alternate life source um, you know which um, it, it's kind of eye-opening in terms of some yeah. of the stuff that that exposes there but uh, uh, they have a good time uh, we, we we actually just finished up our second session this last week uh, mm-hmm. of course this next week they're on spring break and then we'll right. get started back the week after they get back. So we're we're excited to to be able to do that. It 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 gives us an opportunity. I think there's a. Um a dual thing one one of which is you know it may give uh, kids an opportunity that are looking for maybe a career option down the road mm-hmm. to at least give mm-hmm. them some exposure mm-hmm. you know maybe something they'd like to do uh, when when they get a little bit older but the other thing is i think it exposes um, kids to to police officers mm-hmm. uh, in, an, in an environment that, that they may not ordinarily have that opportunity to do mm-hmm. um, you know get to know them you know as people mm-hmm. as opposed to just some guy who drives around in a in a car who who arrests people and write tickets mm-hmm. and and all the stuff that that you know quite honestly you know the media sometimes portrays mm-hmm. um, but uh, I think it does a really great job of getting giving us an opportunity to spend some time uh, with these kids and expose them to a to a lot of different things that that they 
you know, like I said, maybe otherwise wouldn't be. And, and you know, my hope is, um, you know, I mean, we're always looking for good people, yeah. uh, you know, to become police officers. So I think it'd be a great opportunity, um, you know, for us to maybe recruit somebody down the road. I'm looking, I'm, I'm playing the long game here. Mm-hmm. Is there yeah. a minimum age? Is it 25? Uh, no, actually, it's 21, 21. to be a police okay. officer mm-hmm. uh, with a couple of, you know, exceptions to that. If you're, um, um, uh, if you're, yeah, if you're, if you're, you, if you're, um, discharged from the military, you can do it at 20. Mm-hmm. Uh, really? but yeah, okay. uh, you know, but most people, you know, are not going to fit into that at, at 19, 20 years old. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we're really looking at 21 for most people and you can do up to 45. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this, this is very much like a young person's game. You know, in turn, you know, there's there's no way that I starting off. You know, if I had to start off at at 57, there's no way I could do that. You got to be able to move. You, you got, yeah, I, I move, but just not nearly as quickly, <laughs> as, as agile as it. But I, I, I'm, you know, I like to hear about this um, this particular program, um, especially you working with the ACE um, program in school, because again, I guess you can. Uh, the media, regardless of who it is that you watch, do portray, um, and some of it um, with some with some truth, some of it falsely, portray the um, police um, um, as a, a villain toward the, the community. But what you're doing in regards to with the kids sees real early and letting them know that hey there are options out there in police enforcement or law enforcement that you can't pursue even as a career and or letting them say hey look Police are not as bad. They are here to help the community oh, and absolutely. help to serve and protect. And I think that's important because if you allow that seed to grow, then that relationship that they're always trying to talk about between policing and the community can grow. Right. And and I think it's important, and I make a point of, of the kids knowing me as Sean, mm-hmm. you know, Mm-hmm. And and carry, mm-hmm. uh, you know, as opposed to you know Officer Parker, or, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever there. So I mean, I, I think it's important. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, you know, because if, if you know somebody on a personal level, mm-hmm. you're you're a whole lot more apt to listen. Mm-hmm. You know, both ways. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, if you know somebody on a personal on a personal level, there, I mean, it, it makes it a whole lot easier for those communication lines to be, to be open. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and, and and I make it clear. I mean, we talked the other night at the end of this thing. I said, you know, guys, if y'all y'all have an issue, you got a problem, whatever, you know, call us. Mm-hmm. You know, let so us know. So let's talk just for a second, and we're gonna, you know, we're talking more in a broad scope because we're not. Uh, personalizing this segment in the sense of situations that mm-hmm. have occurred. Mm-hmm. But uh, the gory side that we all know is that sometimes juvenile relationships aren't 100% positive. For the Texarkana area, and you know, I even need some form of clarity, when we talk about juvenile offenses, the nearest juvenile center for this area, we do, we do or we do not have one in the Texarkana area? We do not. We what do we not. do, uh, if we arrest somebody uh, a juvenile mm-hmm. um, you know we will take them to what uh, was the old juvenile detention center and they have juvenile probation officers that work there mm-hmm. um, so they intake those and and you know in m- most cases you know they they wind up mama getting called daddy getting called say come pick them up or whatever now mm-hmm. you know if, if you've done something really heinous you know uh 
you know, obviously if you killed somebody or something like that, mm-hmm. we're not going to call mama for right. that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we, we usually wind up, or we, they they wind up usually taking and placing them uh, temporarily at least. I think there's one in Greenville, maybe in Tyler. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, but I mean, you're, you're looking, uh, you know, at a couple-hour drive there and a couple-hour back. So, mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately, a lot of these kids or the kids know that they're not going to be – there's not going to be sometimes, you know, ramifications for some of the stuff they do, especially if it's a minor type stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so we see, keep seeing the same folks over, over and over and, and over, over and over again. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I mean, it, it would be absolutely wonderful if we had a local – Juvenile detention Absolutely. place here. So, uh, well, let's expound on that. Any particular reason why is it funding or? Um, well, you know, it's it's a uh, the juvenile detention center would be is run by would be run by the county. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, it's like everything else. I mean, funding plays into that. Uh, you know. Obviously, the pie is only so big, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So they they have to go through and and they they make the cuts where where they think, you know, that they can do it to make the the money go and cover what needs to be covered there. But mm-hmm. um, you know, I mean, it, it's a it's a county thing, but I, I really think it's a great um, thing so, for us to have some place local where we right. can at least there's some level deterrent. Because mm-hmm. like I said, if he kids don't if they think and know that well, I can do this and and I'm gonna be out of the street. Before the cop even finishes the paperwork mm-hmm. you know sometimes there, there's not a a lot of uh, deterrent mm-hmm. there so i think so the, where the information mark is there was a time that there was definitely you know a, a talk of a juvenile center mm-hmm. that was what 98 when it kind of started phasing out and it, you, if it, i'm correct it had something to do with funding this um, was way back well uh, you know and, and i was on the arkansas side so sometimes yeah. i didn't back in that those i didn't pay a whole lot of attention to what happened over yeah. here um but i mean they there there was a juvenile detention center um and then at some point it um closed if you yeah. will and and then it transformed into a a women's uh, drug treatment gotcha uh, you know so i'm street? yeah yeah off of 7th street there so i mean the women's center is essentially is is where, is where the the juvenile detention center was housed mm-hmm. uh, there for a while so i mean it, it's just you know the the decision was made this was a greater need mm-hmm. at the time mm-hmm. uh, which you know i'm certainly not going to question you know any logic right. that had to do with that yeah. but there there i think really very much is a need now for us you know as a community as the a city county or whatever to take a look at uh, juvenile detention center uh, you know and and look at it because most of the a lot of if you look at the serious crime that we're dealing with at the police department and Mm -hmm. and as a community Mm -hmm. a lot of that is is done by juveniles Mm -hmm. you know juveniles um you know maybe up in the early 20s or something like that obviously wouldn't count for that but Mm -hmm. uh you know there's got to be a way that we can Mm -hmm. address these issues in a meaningful way when these folks are younger so that we're not dealing with these issues down the road and that's what i was mentioning that's why i thought to bring that to to, so we can all see what we have versus what we don't have right right there's there's a disparity somewhere um go ahead mark but i think that the program which you talked about earlier is that star when you go into the schools because see these are the kids that i guess you'd be more concerned about in in regards to um committing the 
um, juvenile offenses. And so when you go there and you build that relationship, whether it's Officer Parker or yourself, and um, you say, hey, and you guys say, you know, call you Sean or call call Officer Parker Kerry. So they have that 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 situation. Let them know that hey, you know, we're here for you. Hey, uh, we don't want to see you, you know, go down the wrong path. Uh, we don't want to have to address that issue. And if even if they're seeing them on the street and they have a potential of maybe trying to something, and they come across one, you like Officer right. Parker comes by in his vehicle, mm-hmm. and um, they say, "Nah, I, that that that's that's Carrie over there. Carrie would be upset with me about doing the wrong thing. So let me let me make that decision because that relationship has already been developed. So I think that program is definitely a benefit for us, so it can help that situation I, that you're talking I about. I agree. But there's a, a greater accountability too if we're talking to the gap in meeting. Uh, police officials right. as a community to right. because you know I'm just going to say Frank why are these kids out exactly you know and so we can we can state all day long what are police do it you know even Mark you know the discussion of um, is Texarkana the worst place to live I can tell you as a librarian you you got to check your sources right and you have oh, to yeah. understand data yeah. analysis right with the the scale of how large Texarkana they is. doing per capita so, they're, yes. they're, they're looking at a bunch of different a stuff right uh, yeah. urban city right to be able to say is it in the top five right, right? um honestly well, I, my, my question would be i mean do you guys feel safe in Texarkana Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and for me, I do. Now, I will put some, pluck some factors in there. Where I go, what time I Abs- go. Oh, absolutely. You know, sure. how I move when I go. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've got a, a natural guard in the house with me, my my spouse, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and then, but, but I also have to say that the other areas that I don't govern myself there often, um, I do make a practice to make sure that I'm not disconnected, right? Because we're right. all humans in this space, and I'm raising children that are not going to be raised in a box, right? But I I think it's important to make sure that we do still understand and know what's going on in areas that we don't naturally govern all the time. Because, you know, especially in smaller towns like Texarkana, anywhere, any place is, the opportunity is can arise anywhere. Mm. Um, but but on an everyday scale, yes, I, I do feel very safe. Right. Yeah. And, and, and you look, just like you said, check the sources. Um, if, if you go look... Um, uh, and the, the the website thing there, whatever ex- escapes me right now. But essentially, how that, that those those surveys and stuff that they looked at, they were created mm-hmm. by alarm companies, right? Um, and and quite honestly, if you go look, you see this list today. It says Texarkana. You look at the same list tomorrow. It says another because basically what they're doing is they're marketing their alarm companies. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And if you, if you can go in there and say, well, oh my gosh, Texarkana is one of the worst places to live, you know, then 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 that obviously causes a, a, a level of fear. And people exactly. want to go out, right. you know, to do that. Right. But you know, I, you know, I've I've lived in Texarkana, you know, for for, for 35, 36 years, and uh, honestly, the only thing that I've ever had happen is is a bicycle that's gotten stolen. Mm-hmm. You know, and just like you, I mean, I'm careful about where I go mm-hmm. when I go. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, by and large, I don't have a lot of issues in terms. But is of that any different safe. than anywhere else? And the answer is no. Oh, absolutely and not. I can tell you, somebody that travels all the time. I mean, even when we were talking just for a second earlier about the situation uh, of crossing the Mexican border. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You gotta know where you're going, right? right? Mm-hmm. And then there are, there is a percentage of surprise, right? Um, so, you know, in speaking back to what you were saying, check your sources because we can be very reactive before we can, you know, be cautionary 
uh, more so than reactive. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We're almost at the top of the hour. Stay with us. We'll be right back with more of the Sunday show. And Mark White brought to you by State Farm agent Derek McGarry on 104.7 KTOY. Hey, you listening to the radio, I'd like to ask you a question. When you're buying insurance, would you rather go with someone on Wall Street or someone local on Main Street? What you're insuring is close to home. Your insurance agent should be, too. This is State Farm Agent Derek McGarry, and I would love to be your good neighbor. Visit us on Kings Highway in Wake Village next to Anytime Fitness or call us at 903-831-2000. It's football season, and that means getting together to catch the game. But you know, when the game gets going, the drinks start flowing. And that's okay, because I always make a plan to get home safe before the action and the drinking begin. Don't wait until the game is over. Plan a sober ride before you drink, because a DWI could cost you thousands of dollars in fines and fees, jail time, and you could lose your license. Make your game plan so you don't drink, drive, go to jail. Sponsored by the Arkansas Highway Safety Office, the Arkansas Broadcasters Association, and this station. Now back to the Sunday show with Lemoya Burks and Mark White. Brought to you by State Farm agent Derek McGarry on 104.7 KTOI. Welcome back. Welcome back. We're certainly glad to have you. And as always, I want to take the opportunity to thank Derek McGarry and State Farm Insurance. Thanks, Derek. (laughs) (laughs) He like waits on me to say that. And uh, we appreciate that that you take the opportunity to sponsor this show and also everything that you do in the community. We're back in the studio with Officer uh, Sean Vaughn of the Texarkana, Texas Police Department. And we're getting some really good information. And, um, you know, so and even during um, um, the commercial break, we will have in the in the conversation and particularly about uh, um, these websites that are always trying to tell you that which city is the worst place and again you know he's saying that they, they, they're talking about trying to sell you an alarm system and listen I understand that's their way of business but you got to understand you guys know you live in this community I live in this community you know if you feel safe or not listen there are always places that you can go no matter where you live and you're going to have some elements of issues but th- just to say that it's just an unsafe place that's not true it's not it's it's really not yeah Yeah. um i've like i said i've i feel pretty well safe you know everywhere i go in texas canada but Mm -hmm. just like we were talking before you know there there are places and times of the day that that i just you know avoid Mm -hmm. you know common sense plays into that but Mm -hmm. by and large i don't have any issue you know and i think as a general whole you know weighing out is crime higher nationwide you would have to go to a credible source Mm -hmm. and with that there there's an equation that has to be taken into account to arrive at an answer Mm -hmm. and i'm sure as you stated earlier about listing it probably would change day to day depending on the occurrences so those of us that understand data analysis and how all these trunked pieces come together to arrive at a stat uh, you know there's a lot of uh inferentials that play into what is what is and what isn't Let's talk just for a second to interstates because, you know, we're the four states, right? Right. And there are trends. We're talking about juvenile crime. We've talked about crime as a whole in the landscape of Texarkana. 
What are your thoughts about, we're seeing a lot of um, missing, cases of missing mm-hmm. individuals. I want to take a moment to stress, again, social media. I've noticed a trend of um, people sharing that kids are missing in the Texas area. There may even be a, a photo of the child. How do we best identify, if you can state, because I do understand there's different right. areas of the police department, just as there's different areas of the hospitals and different things, and those leadership roles lead those areas if you can answer when we see those things on social media how do we best identify if it's a state of urgency or not because naturally it would come from the police department right right i mean amber alerts and stuff like that right we 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 see we see those things a lot too and and um uh, sometimes when when you get those stories especially from individuals although well meaning mm-hmm. you know they they don't <coughs> excuse me mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll be good. very wide here for a minute <coughs> <coughs> but you know while while they're well meaning they they don't they don't actually tell the whole story mm-hmm. you know they don't tell you that that this kid has disappeared the last 3 nights and gone over to their boyfriend's house mm-hmm. you know they they only they they only tell you know that that it's uh, missing the yes, what the hell is missing or or, yeah. or whatever Who they you know there but, last yeah. uh, mm-hmm. you know obviously there there are concerns and and you want to be able to locate and get those kids home Absolutely. um you know as well but you know from the police department standpoint there i mean we're we're looking at those and 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 um, you really need to take and, and, and make sure that you're going to the, to the source. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of, uh, unfortunately, there's a lot of things that, that are going out on social media, you know, from people that aren't even around here. Right. And a lot of times, mm-hmm. uh, you know, those things there are, are scams and, and trying to get you to hook in to clicking on this link and all this mm-hmm. other kind of stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, the police department here, and I do all the social media and all the media stuff uh, for the police department, and I can tell you, I mean, we're 100 percent transparent Mm -hmm. so if if there's something going on you know if if you see something online and and the the police department doesn't say anything about it you mean to probably need to question Mm -hmm. about the legitimacy of it Mm -hmm. uh you know so i mean we're we're going to look and 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 evaluate those things and and uh we we want to be the source that people go to when they need to know the information. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, we're going to put it out there, and we're going to call a spade a spade. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, um, you know, a lot of times there are things that we can't say specifically on a, on a case. I mean, we're not going to demonize right. mm-hmm. or, or anything like that. Uh, you know, but we're going to be as transparent and as, as straightforward on on the everything. You know, as, as we possibly can on this stuff. But mm-hmm. there, we don't have nearly. In my opinion, we don't have nearly the number of missing uh, cases. You know, I, I see stuff all the time where, where people, you know, are walking through Walmart and, you know, somebody may look at them funny. And the next thing I know, there's a, a post on social media that says, you know, uh, somebody tried to steal my kid. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't try to steal the kid. You know, they, you know, I don't know what exactly what was going on, but, right. you know, it, we, we worry about child trafficking and, yeah. and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But, I mean, that's that's not the child trafficking that we see around here we did you know i can think of trafficking human trafficking Mm -hmm. you know i i don't i don't see i don't see that the only i can think of my 35 career year career here i can think of one real true kidnapping type thing that we've had Mm -hmm. you know uh but i mean people go off uh, on social media and sometimes they post things you know just for 
the attention. Fifteen mm. minutes. You know, they want to be the one to break the story or whatever. But when when you start digging into it, there's absolutely nothing to it. I remember a case where somebody posted some pictures of of some vehicles that that uh, I think Nash had stopped at the way at the Walmart on New Boston Road or mm-hmm. something like that, and it was. You know, they, they they purported that they knew that it was child trafficking or human trafficking, and these folks were stopped. I mean, it, it didn't have anything to do with it, but it, that post went viral. Everybody, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, was weighing in because they just, you know, they wanted to, I guess, for whatever reason, to to buy into that narrative when it was nice. could, absolutely nothing to it. Completely different. All right. Well, what we want to go viral is for everyone to be safe and to be alert and understand uh, what is going on in your community. And we want you to contribute to the positive movements uh, to ensure that we all remain safe on this uh, space here that we call the Texarkana area. Thank you, Mr. Sean Vaughn, for coming in today. Always welcome uh, to come in because it does take all of us. All right. Well, now on behalf of myself and Mark White and all of the great and wonderful people here at Texarkana Radio Center, thank you for being our listeners and being kind enough to tune into the Sunday show. Remember, you're listening to KTOY 104.7, the station that cares about the quality of life, the soul of the city. In case you want to hear this show again, it will be rebroadcast at 6 p.m. this evening on our sister station, KTOY Gospel 105.9. And podcasts of previous shows are available at www.ktoy1047.com. If you want to appear on the Sunday show, please contact LaMoya Burks at 903-244-3997 or myself at 903-276-1899. Please keep in mind, we prefer to schedule guests a month in advance, but that doesn't hold you back. Um, Just to let us know when you want to try to get on in. We do everything we can to get you scheduled in. We love you and thank you for tuning in. We hope that you join us next week and to the Sunday show and please have a great week. Bye. The Sunday Show on 104.7 has been brought to you by State Farm agent Derek McGarry, here to help life go right. The Sunday Show with LaMoya Burks and Mark White. We'll be back next Sunday morning from 9 to 10. If you have any questions about the show or would like to be a guest, call LaMoya Burks, 903-244-3997 or Mark White, 276-1899. 104.7 KTOY in the Village Community Studio. You're probably closer to homeownership than you think you are. Be the first to know at vcoftt.org. Might as well put your hands together.